All right, welcome to Political Football. A little bit different this week. We're coming in, we're coming in hot, right live, right to talking, because we have something new for you guys this week. Um, so I'm Dave. I'm here with Cleveland Scott. We're Political Football. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and do this, uh, do this right here. Uh, check this out. Shout out to, to President Network Matty Ice for the new intro for the show. Clee, what did you think? That was cool, man. It, it, it definitely looked better than it looked on my phone. So definitely looked pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was awesome. Yeah. No, I really, I really like that. So um uh yeah, cuts down some editing time for me after the fact too, because now the intro for the show is just part of the the thing here. I'm only gonna put in, I'll put in the uh the video game outro though. For the for the audio listener. Speaking of which, if you're an audio listener, please uh go to the show notes. That's a YouTube live stream as well. Feel free to um subscribe to the channel, get notified every time we go live Tuesdays at eight o'clock. So Cleve, there were no bye weeks this week, which means we had 16 mm-hmm. games and the trade deadline. Yeah. So I've uh made my notes here in such a way that we should be able to get through this and um we're going to go all the way back to last Thursday night, which for some reason feels like it was six weeks ago. Facts. Um, there he is. What's up, Scott? Hi. How um, you guys doing? Good. Good. What's going on? Good. I was just, Cleveland and I were just discussing how there were no bye weeks, so we had 16 games plus the trade deadline. So some of these games we're going to touch on extremely briefly. Beautiful. But going back to last to last Thursday night, Bucks at Bills. Um, to me, the Bills were or the Bucks 18 at the Bills 24. To me, the Bills were extremely lucky to hang on to win this game. If Chris Godwin got his head around, he easily catches that Hail Mary for the win at the end. Yep. I mean, that seemed like so long ago, but yeah, it's that's what I remember from the game. Yeah, it does remember. feel like a long time ago. It doesn't it? Doesn't it <laughs> yeah. really like it was five days? It feels like way longer than most Thursday games for uh for some reason. Um and so then I have the note here for when I was writing my notes because the, the NFL trade deadline was 4 p.m. Eastern today. Of course, I've been writing my notes since Sunday. Did the Bills make any moves at the deadline with Matt Milano and Trey White out? They will need to be able to outscore good teams in the playoffs and do so um, on the road. Scott, as far as I know, the only move they made was signing Leonard Fournette. Wow. Who got, uh, yeah, who got uh, Rasul Douglas from Green Bay? Where'd he end up? That's a good question. Schefter, Schefter had that. Um, but either way, he's a defensive back. We yes. do not think they added anybody on offense, correct? No, just uh, playoff Lenny. <laughs> wow. Playoff Lenny. So, Cleve, what do you think? Is that going to be the uh, the solution here? I mean, you know I'm a running backs guy, but <laughs> should we be treading these guys? It's like I have no words. You know, I mean, for him, it's good. He shows up, you know, six weeks, eight, seven weeks into the season. <laughs> so you know, Russell Douglas did in fact did in fact go to Buffalo, but I mean it's clear they need defensive help. But you can't replace Trey White and Matt Milano no. with dudes you could trade for. 
they would have been much better off shelling out for Devontae Adams and trying to outscore people. Yeah, it just, I mean, how many of these, some of these guys are just unavailable. Well, make them available. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the game Damn last night? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> Like I, I, I think I think that a lot of times these teams. How, okay, I want to rephrase this. When I watch the fourth down and drafting decisions these teams make, I'm not convinced these players are necessarily unavailable, and that the teams might just not be thinking about the risk and reward correctly. I'm not saying that's this happening this exact case with Buffalo and Devontae Adams, but in general. We see a little too much conservatism, not enough going out there trying to get the win in in-game decisions and during the draft. It would make sense and extends to the trades here too. Yeah, I've always thought that uh, in terms of draft capital, every team values their picks way too much. Even like their second and third round picks. Like the chances of you crushing one of those picks and getting something super relevant is kind of low. And they yeah. hold on to them like they're, you know, if if I were running a team, I would have no picks. I just, I wouldn't have picks. I really wouldn't. Or I'd have a lot of them when it all fell apart. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have second and third and fourth round picks because I would be going to get players who can play. Because do the, I mean, what's, I don't know what the math is on like a, a third round pick, but what are the odds of that player becoming a starter for you? Well, it would depend on what position you take them. Yeah. Right, like, or, or what position they play, um, where in the third round, right? Because pick 65 is a lot better than pick 96, yeah, right? So it would depend on a lot of things, but I'd say because you can get like maybe the best interior lineman in the draft in that range, but your wide receivers, you're getting wide receiver number 20, 25. Yeah, yeah. it's like, sure, every so often there's an Amon Ross St. Brown and a Puka Nakua, but most of the studs are first round picks at yeah. wide receiver. So I'm with you. I think they will uh, overvalue them. Paul saying that I think the Raiders made it clear that they weren't trading Adams. Well, I think uh, Adams should just at kickoff next week, just be on a beach in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you know, forget um, his helmet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, busted his busted helmet. Yeah. Uh, it's right. tough. So, um, yeah, and we're going to, I'm sure we're going to talk about all the trades that were made, but. Sometimes we, making a we are not. We're not talking about Ezra Cleveland. No, we well, okay. Cleve, that's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask. <laughs> Interior offensive lineman who's pretty good, but you know, sixth round pick good. Like, you know, oh, I, I think okay. there, it's pointless to trade a guy who you know can play for a sixth round pick. I, I mean, I don't know where he is in terms of his contract status, but you know he can play. Yeah. If he's walking in free agency next year, all right, you got a six round pick. But I mean, if he's got multiple years, but, or whatever, point, not- but that's the game theory thing. At that point, you just hold the line. Like, I'd rather burn this guy than get a six round than, than get pennies on the dollar. I'd yeah. rather get zero than pay than get 30 cents on the dollar. I'm getting 80 cents or zero. You know, I just, it's it, it's super confusing. Like, um, well, I, I don't want to hijack it with my thoughts on all the the trades that were made. Not that there were well, many that we, we will we'll, be, we'll, we will be getting to at least to the two yeah. Washington ones here. Uh okay. Jets, Jets 13 at the Giants 10 in overtime of one of the absolute worst football <laughs> games I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, Rod Taylor got hurt in the second quarter. Uh, apparently it's Tommy DeVito, not Danny DeVito. Um, as I originally thought, entered the game. Like I knew it wasn't the after Danny DeVito, but I thought his name was also Danny. Um, the Giants did not complete a pass in the second half. They finished the game with negative nine net passing yards. The Jets still needed a miracle to win this game in overtime, Cleve. Um, so I <clears throat> oh I watched my I watched my phone as you and Matt just texted away, and I it took like I literally had to like bite my fingers not to participate because the rage, and I was like, like this can't be a real football game. And I just turned it off. I, I just couldn't do it. I, I just kept hearing guys go down because I was listening to it class. And I'm like, okay, um, this is bad. And I'm like, where do where do we think that we're gonna be good this year? Like the the hope for Rogers and people talking about when he comes out and he's thrown on the sidelines and all that bullshit, it, it ain't gonna happen, guys. No, and um, if it took an overtime win, and you can't blame the weather. Cause it wasn't a monsoon. We seen a monsoon game a couple years ago with the, with the bears and um, forgot who they played, but 49ers. Um, it, yeah. 49. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't know what's going on in New York, bro. This is bad. Well, their bad. quarterback is atrocious. And then apparently the third stringer for the Giants should even be in the league. Cause they don't trust him to throw the ball downfield at all. Um, it's not his fault though. I mean, the guy got put in, the, he's a practice guy. He's a practice, uh, uh, what do you call it? He yeah. runs the practice he, squad. He played. For he, Dino he wasn't Babers expected. At, huh? Go ahead. Yeah, he played for Dino Babers at Syracuse. He wasn't running the triple option at Air Force. So like the guy can throw the ball down the field, right? Let him pass the ball one time. Um, he took zero snaps with. Well, I don't know meaningful snaps. I mean, so I'm pretty sure he took some snaps because he knew he was gonna possibly get in. But I mean, Terod getting out it's like the worst scenario for him like oh shit yeah. i actually got to go speaking, in the game which, my, my last thought on this game Terod taylor has to leave the game with a rib injury go to the hospital did he puncture that same lung again that that doctor and uh for the chargers be very ironic wouldn't it be i would hope not i would hope not oh yeah i don't i, I don't, don't think hope. he punctured a lung yeah. though i don't think that's what happened yeah Terod taylor actually has the worst injury slash roster luck of anybody in the All league, who's currently playing? He yes. leads the Bills to the playoffs just from the draft. Josh Allen and kick him out of town, so he gets to go to the Chargers where he gets to start until the doctor stabs him in the lung. And it turns out Justin Herbert's actually pretty good, so he doesn't get to play there. Then he's stuck on the Giants, breaks his ribs again, and has to watch his Danny DeVito hands him off the Saquon ninety-seven times. Hey, Scott, I gotta, I gotta send you the Matt thirty for thirty on Terod Taylor. It's actually pretty good. He played it for me and Dave last. Was it two seasons ago, yeah. Dave? Two seasons. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Scott, I don't know if you know, but Maddie Ice went to Virginia Tech. So yeah, he's a okay. yeah. So he's a Virginia Tech guy. Um, Jaguars twenty at the Steelers ten. The Jaguars are good. The Steelers are bad. I did say in the preview of this game that the Steelers were going to do it again. But they didn't. They lost. But the story of this game is not what happened on the field. The Jags are 6-2 and two now. That's great. The Steelers were pissed about the officiating after this game. Clee, did you see these comments? Mm-mm, not the comments. Oh, I just oh know yeah. Offici- Scott, the officiating Scott, is getting fucking stupid now. Scott, did you see these comments? No. Okay. Get a load of this. I actually I have the entire statement here. 
from Deontay Johnson. And I don't normally do this, but this is incredible. So after the game in the locker room, Deontay Johnson says, and I quote, refs were just killing us the whole game. The same refs we had at a training camp. I didn't like the refs today. At the end of the day, we can't keep complaining about the refs. Like Coach Tomlin say, we can't worry about the refs, whatever. But everybody's different. He continues, I didn't like the refs today. They must have got paid good today or something. But they blew that field goal. That hurt us coming into the half. We needed that. He continues, the (laughs) officials wanted the Jaguars to win, bro. They was calling everything was in their favor. They was getting every little call, but it is what it is. But we can't, like I said, I'm moving on from it. I'm ready for Thursday. He got fired. Apparently not. <laughs> Holy. To be yeah. clear, Deontay Johnson basically just said that the refs of this game were on the take in favor of the Jaguars and flat out said that's why the Steelers lost this game. Shouldn't there be somebody in the locker room somewhat paying attention to what the players are saying and getting involved when something like this happens. A hand, like a handler, right? Walks yeah. in. Like, hey, I, think, I think, I think, I think we found, I think we found who was paying the refs. Ben in the comments says, Jake's have won me so much money this year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, there we go. So, you know, what's funny about that is that after he said, after he got to the part where he said, we needed that somebody like his handler said one more guys. To the like to the journalists, <laughs> and I'm sure the handler thought, well, the journalists are obviously <laughs> going to steer this conversation somewhere productive. And they did not. No, to of which course he answer, do that. the officials wanted the Jaguars to win, bro. He actually said they wanted them to win, but you know what he meant. The officials wanted the Jaguars to win, bro. They was calling, everything was in their favor. They was getting every little call, but it is what it is. Like I said, I'm over it, ready for Thursday. <laughs> <sighs> The, this man is going to have to cut one of the biggest checks in the history of the league. Yeah, he flat, flat out accused. Yeah, he like flat 50, out accused like fifty grand. <laughs> yeah, the the officials of being on the take and in the bag for an opponent. And the thing is, the officials are not on the take, and they're not in the bag for one team or the other. They're just incompetent. And the yeah. NFL, like we always say, they have a real problem here because now the players are like, these refs are so bad. They can't possibly be this bad. They have to be taking money. It's just, yeah. it's just not a control. Every, I mean, every year we we complain about something like or, or miss call or something, but it's just getting, it's kind of getting out of hand. I don't know if we need to go to the tennis format where they just get like a camera, thousand cameras everywhere, and they just have it go to the cameras. Well, I, you could hire. I, I mean, I, I would imagine that tennis has referees that they train, mm-hmm. and there has there's there's a federation of referees the nfl can't afford that though so it's doctors and lawyers and and stiffs you know like, like last night the, the fumble they call on craig reynolds is oh like yeah like, i i almost text you guys in in the groups i was like i don't know how you guys even feel about that it's insane it's nuts. yeah imagine no, that so, in the playoff game imagine that in the playoff game well, yeah. the thing is, is that if you remember the Super Bowl last year, it was the situation to where James Bradbury did hold Juju on the critical play of the game. But because they had called it all game, Bradbury thought he was okay to do it because he'd been doing all game with getting no calls. Yeah. So not only are they incompetent, they're inconsistently incompetent. Yeah. Which is Which probably worse it. than if they were just 
if they just mess shit up, you would at least know, right? Or if they're not calling things both ways, like I'm, I'm yeah. sure Deontay Johnson was feeling a certain kind of way about the things that defensive backs were getting were allowed to do against him, you know, and they were calling everything. Yeah. It's it's complete horseshit with the, when they said they can't afford. I mean, I don't know if that's true and that they can't afford these refs full time. They're pivotal to the sport, right? It, it, yeah, they're 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 like really a part of the sport. They're they're they make a, a life or death call that they got to live with. You know, people got to live with. So like, how how are they not full time? Like, this is stupid. It, it really is. And with as much gambling as there is now, yes. it's like you've opened the door for for bad things to to take place and and they're and and you know it'll eat right at the integrity of the game right and it Just, doesn't like it's not like it takes a lot you know one one example of of a referee you know on the take and you're in trouble yeah yeah i mean the nba had to go through that when they had that uh that one guy about Donahue. what 15 20 yeah Donahue, yeah. like 10 15 years ago so just to be clear I don't think any of us are saying that the referees are actually on the take or the rigged or anything like that. It's just that they are so bad that not even the players can't believe how bad they are. So they're looking for other possible explanations. Yes. So it's crazy, bro. Um, I don't want to, I, this question right now is hypothetical. I just want us to think about it. as the season moves forward. The Jags are now six and two and they're going to win the AFC South. Can they sneak the three seed away from the AFC North champion? That's that's the that's the question to me because and again the listeners can think about it now we we uh with no bye weeks this week we'll have a chance to discuss this more later but think about who the five seed will be in the AFC and why you want to and who the six seed would be and why you might want to avoid that right so uh, the Jags really should try to get that three seed if they can next game here Eagles thirty eight at the Commanders thirty one Cleveland with thirty seconds to go in the second ha- in the second quarter what was the score of this game. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I can't remember. It was fourteen to three, Commanders, with thirty yeah. seconds to go in the second quarter. I do remember because I was on. I was on. Um, I can't say the word, but I was on a site playing, and I was like, yeah. I should have. I should have took some of this action. <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, uh, I have. I have a coworker who is a giant Commanders fan. And our boss is a big Eagles fan. So, like, at this point in the game, in the group chat, he puts an image of the score. And he says, no, let's finish. After the game, she responds to him in all her case and just said, did they finish? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he shouldn't have put them posted that at half. <laughs> Brutal. Dude, like, dude, no lead is safe in the NFL. I, I've seen twice where I've Frank Frank Wright coming back, obviously, and then yeah. my boy Vinny at the the the, the, the at the Meadowlands. Uh, yeah, no lead is safe, bro. Yeah, the only uh, uh three things I want to mention about this game as well. The Eagles, four things. The Eagles fumbled on the one yard line twice and lost the ball. It's still one by seven. This should have been a fifty spot. Um, two. A.J. Brown with 130 yards, now six straight games over 125, uh, which is incredible. Yeah, he's pretty ridiculous. Yes. The Eagles ran a counter off the tush push. They got DeAndre Swift a 10-yard touchdown, which is going to make that play even more devastating going forward. 
And finally, the Eagles are the only one-loss team in the league now. So um, they are the number one number one team in the entire NFL. As far as the trades go, the Commanders did trade away two players today. They traded away Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second-round pick, which is <coughs> smart because that's going to be an early second-round pick. And they traded Chase Young to the 49ers for a third-round pick, and that somehow wasn't to the Lions. And I'm not happy about that, but Chase Young to the 49ers. Good for him, man. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's, That's the thing. Like, so <laughs> you're going to have to pay him. Are you really giving up any draft capital at all if you're not going to pay him? Yes. Then you're, then you're – I mean, if the Lions gave up a third-round pick for eight games of Chase Young and then he left, I, I don't think that's great. Um, it is uh, so I, I'm going to counter that because in g- generally I would agree with you, but as we established with truculent Scott, the lions are all in this year, right? We, we've seen that from how they drafted, right? Yeah. Like you shouldn't trade a third round pick to get eight games from a player. You also should not take a running back 12th overall. Like they expect to win this year. And they look around and they can see, like, the Eagles got Kevin Bayard. They're getting stronger. The 49ers already got Randy Gregory. They're trying to get stronger. So the Lions are looking around. They need to be thinking, how are we going to get stronger? And to me, Chase Young was an obvious way to do it. And you don't need to pay him because you're trying to win literally this year. So that's this is where, like, there has to be a level of of trust-ish in Brad Holmes. Obviously, they didn't view him worthy of a third round pick because they could have beat the 49ers third round pick because it's a it's a compensatory pick. So it's going to be it's going to be after pick 96. So, you know, um, Brad Holmes obviously didn't value uh, Chase Young. I would tell you that there's the injury history with him made teams really not want to go down that road with him. Montez Sweat's a different story. Yeah. He's a but, much but more physical be, player. The Bears offer like pick 37. Nobody's right. So you, you, the, the Lions would have had to give up their first round pick to do that. Yeah. And you weren't, you're not doing that. So no. um, I just think it's one of those things where you have to, you, you got to look at what teams didn't do and understand it. The 49ers gave up a compensatory pick they're going to get from uh, losing um, what's his nuts who went to Houston. I can't, I can't think of his name right now. The head coach. Um, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, obviously for them it's worth it, but for the Lions it wasn't worth it for them to beat that price. So then what are the problems with the player? He's a finesse pass rusher. Uh, He's had a significant injury history going back, you know, a while. And it's just, I think think that they viewed their, and this is going to sound crazy, but (laughs) they may have viewed the players that they have in-house as better options already, which sounds absolutely bananas. To say that it's Chase Young, yeah. but or, or just to have another one because the players they have in house, you know, one could get hurt. Yeah, right? I mean, you, I mean, you already like lost Niners have Houston, a, right? Like, it's yeah. it happens, right? Yeah. The 49ers have Nick Bosa, they got better players in house too, but they still they know they need a, the stockpile. And I do actually trust Brad Holmes quite a bit more so with like later round draft picks than anything else, yeah. But, um the 49ers as an organization have earned more trust than Brad Holmes running the lions over the years. Um, so like, you know, it'd be one thing if it was like some obvious like dipshit organization, 
who, who I don't know. I don't know that I buy that. I don't. Not to argue with you. Or anything. I mean, you did. You did give up a ton of shit to move up and take Trey Lance and then ship him off two years later. Yes, but the uh, quarterback is literally Mister Irrelevant. So I know, but you can't. That's not a strategy. Like that. Yeah, but but they still did both. Yep, like it's fine. still them, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like it's still, but it, point. you know, I think there's a there's a perception out there that they do perfect things, and it's like, no, they no. they could have they could have stood pat, take a Mac Jones, and Brock Purdy would still be their quarterback, <laughs> probably. <laughs> he might be, but Brock Purdy at, at some point in time, very soon, is going to be a problem for them. Well, a well, problem that they're probably not going to find their way out of. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come to them shortly. Cleve, on the show last week, we did a, we did our brief, our brief preview of the upcoming week, like we do every week. What did I say about the Rams Cowboys game? Do you remember? Uh vaguely. You said um, vaguely. Remind me. So I said I said I'm not ready to predict this yet, but I think this could be a boat race. I think the Cowboys could kill the Rams, and then yeah, I said, is. you know what? We're not going to be on the air again. I'm just going to call it. The Cowboys are going to murder the Rams. Rams 20 at the Cowboys 43. <laughs> and it wasn't that close. Um, CeeDee Lamb had a good day. 12 catches, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb is him, and the Cowboys were smart to shift their offensive focus to him. Uh, Matt Stafford injured his thumb in this game and had to come out. If he misses time, Cup and Nakua take major hits as fantasy options. Who's the back of that? There? Uh, Brett, Brett Rippin. Yeah, they had Stetson Bennett, but he's on IR, so it's it's uh it's a guy who's been around for a little while as a very deep backup. Yeah. Um. Backup. The backup quarterback position in the NFL is bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Bad. That's because the starting quarterback position in the NFL is bad. Kind of, but you're not giving any of these backups any snaps in practice, so they're all just kind of. I mean, yeah. the best the best used to be um, Garden Gardner. Now he's <laughs> he's like pick a pick machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gardner. Well, he's always been kind of bad at turning the ball over, but he also makes big plays. See, the thing is, Gardner Minshew and Jameis Winston are kind of the same person. Yeah, <laughs> they play very <laughs> similarly. 50, 50. Yeah, so they 50, can explode 50, in any guys. direction at at any time. Um, the Cowboys. The Cowboys play the Eagles this week. In Philly, mm. it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, that's yeah. that's gonna be a hugely pivotal game in this in this division because the Cowboys three weeks ago now getting murdered by the 49ers is actually looking like a really bad loss. Not yeah. just because like you lost by a lot, but the 49ers aren't looking as unbeatable anymore. So the Cowboys yeah. like they can't go out and get crushed by Philly this week and just show they can't compete with good teams. They could just roll over the bad ones. Vikings 24 at the Packers 10. Uh, the Packers are trash and not a threat to make the playoffs. Jordan Love sucks. But the real yeah. story out of this game, uh, Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles and is out for the year. By the time we go on air, we will know their plans at quarterback. And we do. They traded for Josh Dobbs, Cleve. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Kyler's, come, Kyler's coming back this week or next, so they traded for Josh Dobbs. But that, they, had, wow. they had BYU's Jaron Hall as their starting quarterback. And it's like, you know, that's not really, I'd I'd rather start the DeVito kid. Well, to me, to me, I'd be burning it down and just, and taking the, the, uh, taking all the losses and, and stumbling into a quarterback in the draft. But so, 
so here's the thing. So Kurt's probably on his way out because and someone's gonna pay him, so he might break the bank again somewhere else. Yes. Um, how do they keep Jefferson now? <laughs> like they you know, like a rookie coming in or another vet somewhere else? Like, well, wh- how does that how shake the, out? It depends on how this year goes. I mean, they're four and four. So if they go six and eleven, they're picking ninth, tenth ish, eighth, yeah. seventh, somewhere in there with as many quarterbacks as there are. If Michael Penix ends up there, Jefferson will be perfectly happy. They may also know they have to get a quarterback. They may be in a position to, position to trade up and take uh, one of the quarterbacks that they really want. Obviously, they wouldn't be able to trade up for Caleb. I don't think anybody's trading out of Caleb Williams. But they might be in a position to trade up and, um, and do that. So I don't think they're at any risk of losing of losing Jefferson. Um, but Jefferson is riskier now in Dynasty because we don't know his quarterback future. So Scott and I were talking about this. I would take Jamar Chase, one number one wide receiver in Dynasty, Jefferson second. Just because we know Burrow's locked in with Chase. Um, yeah. yeah just uh, but the important thing coming out of this from the point of view of Lions fans is that this just wraps up the, the division for the Lions. The Bears are terrible. The Packers are terrible. The Vikings now are like going to try to roll Josh Dobbs out there, and the Lions are already 6-2. and two. So for the Lions now, everything should be structured towards optimizing for the playoff push, which is why getting eight games out of Chase Young is a decent gamble. Anyways. Um, Falcons 23 at the Titans 28. Scott, we could be in a lot of trouble. In what way? Because we spent a lot of time talking mad shit about Will Levis, and it is all over Al Gore's Dude, internet. it's okay. <laughs> I'm, here for, I'm here for all of it. Scott, Will go ahead. Levis and- is going to make terrible decisions, and he's going to make horrendous throws. He just didn't do that on Sunday. It was Will, Levis, Will Levis has now played one NFL game that is better than the best games of Jordan Love and Zach Wilson combined. But 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 um, and I'm on Scott's side with this, and it's one game, and so it's a small sample, albeit it's an actual NFL game. This is like the Matt Flynn thing, like you just you play yourself into a a thing. Yeah, and he, I mean, he looked awesome. Let's talk he about made, yeah. Let's talk about this like in about throws. six weeks. Let's talk about but this in six weeks. Let's let it marinate a little bit. A little bit, yeah, just a little bit. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Dennis Green out here ready to crown their ass. That's not what I'm saying. What <laughs> I'm saying is that we talked shit about Will Levis, like he was going to look like the Devito kid if he ever got on the field. Instead, he comes out here 19 to 29, 238, four touchdowns, no picks, dropping flip the wrist 50 yard dots to what I never talked about him like the DeVito kid because Will Levis has a cannon and he has serious arm talent. Yes, but it's that's just the decision said. making Scott Scott. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, we said we said he's talent. basically um uh happy Gilmore. Like he's got no skills, he could just throw it over them their mountains. Ooh. Right. We're talking <laughs> mad shit. Like there's no I way around it. It's recorded. I don't remember calling him Happy Gilmore, but I, I mean, you know, he was fine at Kentucky two years ago. He had kind of a rough year. He went through a bunch of injuries and all kinds of stuff, but, you know, he looked pretty good on Sunday, but let's see him play somebody other than Atlanta. And, you know, we'll see. We could be, to- we could have been totally wrong on him and he could be a rock star. Yeah. We'll I'm see. just saying, I'm just saying that like, the truly terrible quarterbacks who don't have this in their bag, mm-hmm. right? Like the absolute disaster, no hope, the Christian Ponders, Jake Locker, 
you know, Malik. Those Willis guys didn't have one game like that. Yes, you're right. Right. 100%. So like, so like his floor is now way higher than it was. And it's, and his floor is higher than we were talking about him. Like, even if he finishes his career at his current floor, he's still going to be like a Gardner Minshew backup for the next 10 yeah. years. Yeah. And we were, and we were talking about him like he was, um, uh, what's it? What was the other kid's name from Florida State? There, not Ponder. The other one, EJ Will, uh, EJ Wilson, EJ Manuel, EJ, EJ Manuel. Manuel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So if he turns out to be good, we're we're in some trouble. Uh, well, listen, quick. we're already in trouble already. It doesn't matter. We're we're we're, we're in this shit already. We're good. Well, some we're of just... us are in less shit than others. So. <laughs> Zach um, Wilson was a great prospect. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, I have the letter. It's a kick to the balls. It's a kick to the balls. So, did you see the game? Did you did you see the game Sunday? Okay, I, I did. But this the first paragraph could go. It works for Will Levis. Did you? I know you saw the footwork and the big old cannon arm. It's the same shit. Just change the name, huh? <laughs> so we have. We have a couple good questions in the chat. I do want to get to here. Uh, so Don, what's up, Don? He asked how many elite quarterbacks Don. are playing in the league in the league today? Like seven, with some yeah. possibility for some younger guys. Do you really Three. think it's seven? Mahomes, so. Hurts, Allen, Burrow, Lamar. I'm I don't think somebody. Allen is. I don't think Hurts is. That's elite. ridiculous. Elite? That, that's absurd. Elite. <laughs> that is absurd. Oh my. Dude went to the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is like one of the most unstoppable quarterbacks in the league. Hey, the hey. coach just said it's first and nine every time they get a first down because he can't be stopped on short yardage. Did and, he fumble? Did he fumble twice last week in short yardage situations? And they still won by seven because AJ Brown is a monster getting these yards because he's got a quarterback to throw to him. Garrett Wilson ain't getting yards the, right now. He ain't got no quarterback. So. Scott, you're on record saying that Jalen Hurts is not an elite quarterback. In He's a right really, now. really. We have to define elite. What is elite? <laughs> uh, Pro Bowl can easily win the Super Bowl and is like, yeah. If he, if, if, well, if yeah. He, if he plays this way for 12 years, he's walking in the Hall of Fame. Like, if Jalen Hurts is awesome. If, Jalen Hurts is an awesome quarterback. He is. He's not he's, elite. Josh Allen is not elite. Okay, I can I can probably get behind that one. No, that's just because that confirms something you said four years ago, Cleve, and you're really hoping that it comes back to be true. Josh no. Allen is elite and DK Metcalf is not a bust. You're not you're not putting the toothpaste back oh in that too. God, we're gonna revisit that. Well, let it go, Dave. Let it go. I keep I just I think we throw out no the first the first the first season too much. The first season of political football was Josh Allen's breakout year. Yeah. So it was. So the very first episode is me and Cleve arguing about if Josh Allen's going to be good or not, and it's yes. like how do we view view the Bills? So yes. like that was like one of the crux, like the very first episode. Yeah. So that's yes. why now Cleve's like, oh my god, maybe he's not elite, even though we clearly see him just be elite all the time, and he's clearly the man. <laughs> um. So, okay. okay so. So down with the follow-up here. He says, I think of elite QBs such as Montana, Young, Marino, Bradshaw, Staubach. Bradshaw. Mm, yeah. So first of all, Terry Bradshaw, not elite quarterback. <laughs> Terry like Bradshaw's generational Brock, dudes. Yeah. Terry, Bradshaw, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw's Brock Purdy. They put him on this super team. It was like, don't make a bunch of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Right. All you have to do is um, game manage. 
Yeah, Montana. I don't think Terry Bradshaw will ever be con- like considered. Uh, Brock Purdy is only Brock Purdy because of his, of his cerebral abilities. No offense, Terry, but I don't know that that's what's happening there. <laughs> wow. I, you know, God, I'm being could, terrible. I really need to tone it down. Could, 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 could it spell Brock if you give the What an asshole. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so Terry Bradshaw would not put on that list. Marino, obviously, you know, we're talking about elite at playing the position, not accomplishments, yes. Yeah. Steve Young, yes. Joe Montana, yes. Elway, obviously, Elway's like the best quarterback prospect of all time. So, so for like, him or for, our, for right now, I yes. think Mahomes is elite. Mahomes might yeah, be the greatest ever obvious. do it. Yes. And then yes. there's a group who are ascending to the point where can they become elite? I think Burrow's in there. I think no. Hertz probably is already there. Hertz is incredible. It's just, he's got to do it for more than like, you I know. I, I'm sorry. There is just, there is so much slander happening here. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is obviously elite. Patrick Mahomes, if Patrick Agreed. Mahomes lost a leg in a crag exit tomorrow, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like Patrick Mahomes, as far How as like. Well, who slandered as, him? We all think he's elite. As far as like talent and all that, he is, he has, he has a real chance to be actually goaded because he'll never win as much as Brady because nobody will. But he's got like arm talent like Marino and a couple Super Bowls already. He's got a real chance at goat status. He's a but, he's like a total game changer player. Where, yes, which means that he's not the bar for being elite. He has blown past the bar. It's not how close you get to Mahomes. Mahomes is probably already top five at the position, right? It's not about getting mm-hmm. to him. It's just about the, the line for that is not Mahomes. But the slander here is that when we're talking about the best quarterbacks. Nobody's bringing up Lamar Jackson who is the second best quarterback in the league behind the behind Patrick Mahomes. I just I want to find the definition of the word elite. Yeah, I don't I'm not I'm not high on Lamar as you are, Dave. I I have him in I have him in the group, but I, I don't have him as at, at that high. I would actually put Hurts ahead of Lamar. Lamar Lamar Jackson has already displayed the ceiling that everybody thinks they're going to see from Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. What so what so as to 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 kind of um to kind of go with what Scott's saying about defining elite, to me, Hertz is elite because he took a team to the Super Bowl last year, and if it wasn't just for some ticky tack shit, they would have won that game. He balled out in the Super Bowl last year. He mm-hmm. balled. Had they had they won that game, he would have been the MVP. Yes, I'm not forgetting so, lost that game because he got strip sack fumbled by Nick Bolton. And can I? I can't believe happen. I'm about to say this. I'm terrified to say this. I Come might on, say God. this and leave. It's possible I'm done. <laughs> Um, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Was Jalen Hurts capable of this kind of stuff before AJ Brown showed up? Oh, hi. Our, I'm back. Our most, our most. This is ridiculous. By the way, I don't know what to tell you guys, but an hour ten is going to be tight. Listen, I don't know how to tell you guys this. Listen, let's just leave it there. I had the final word. We're moving on. He's the fucking button wearing, car carrying Lamar who for is, president. Fucking guy. That's who is the worst? Who is the elite quarterback with the worst wide receiver play? Patrick Mahomes. No, he had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Get out of here right now. Who does he have? Mahomes is goaded already. He's gonna, he's like, he's on like top five. He's playing with two Hall of Fame pass catchers for most of his career and still has one now. Good point, Paul. Good point. Good point. That's what I'm saying. Montana is at Montana without Rice. 
Sure. Right. Is is it is it Rod Smith and Easy Ed? Is it Mark Clayton to Mark Duper? Is it the Marks brothers? Like who who are the worst receivers on elite quarterbacks? Because the thing is, you don't typically get ceiling ceiling performance of quarterbacks without talented people to throw the ball to. Because well, I mean, like Giselle said, he can't catch it. So, right, Brady's best years with Gronk and with Moss. You'd have, right? you'd have to put Tom in there because some of the receivers he's. Yes. Yeah, because some of the years you couldn't you couldn't name some of those. He was guys. throwing to freaking <laughs> Julian Edelman and Wes Welker. I'm Tom sorry. Brady, but... Tom Brady is so late, he wasn't even mentioned. <laughs> like you don't even have to mention it. Like we know. Yeah. It's it's like it's like, yeah, who's <laughs> yeah, the most, yeah, yeah, who's we the most know. court? You know. What, so are there the, are there 10 elite players quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Playing no. right now. No, I don't think so. I think there might no. be two or three. No, there's there's de- there's a Damn. minimum five. We, we said minimum five. We well. I would say seven, but I know I know Dave's not big on Dak, just like I'm not big on Lamar. Not that that not that he's not good. I just don't like if you have to rank them. Yeah, um, I okay. I'm put Hurts over Lamar. That's it. How many? Here's 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 a question. How many first round picks would you trade right now, Cleve? Because the Jets need a quarterback to get Patrick Mahomes on the Jets. How many would you be willing oh, to trade? Shit. Twenty. Yeah, I, the whole fucking draft, bro. Okay, so then my follow-up question is, how many would you be willing to trade to get Jalen Hurts on the Jets? 20. 50. All of them. Do you see what I'm saying, Khalif? How many yeah. would you be willing to trade to get Lamar or Burrow? How many would you give up to get Jared Goff on the Jets? Probably a bunch. No, it's a, it's an eight-game rental because he won't, he won't take Roger's spot. Yeah. Right. So, and that's the other thing, too, is that, like, Aaron Rodgers isn't elite anymore, but obviously, like, he's an elite quarterback, even though he's probably not elite anymore. Um, well, but as far as playing, we're so, talking about who's playing. Yeah, we're talking right now. All right. Now I, now I got to write things three. down. Scott's saying okay. three. You're saying five. I'm saying seven. So, Scott, who are, who are, who are your three? Mahomes? I don't even know. It's just – I. so, to me, it's Mahomes – is an absolute there's no doubt we can't even right. we don't even need yeah. to discuss guaranteed it. and then there are like i think burrow is kind of entering that conversation i think lamar is there I, I without lamar i don't know what baltimore does um hurts is easily in that conversation just behind where where mahomes is easily for what he did in the Super Bowl last year and the way he's playing right now. Yes. He is. I wasn't trying to slander Hurts. I just think that, you know, elite is something maybe different than, for if, me, maybe if different. Patrick, if Patrick Mahomes is the definition of elite, then yes, there's only one elite quarterback. And there's only ever been like two at a time ever. Yeah, that's right. kind of how I, but maybe that's maybe that's a me problem. And I need to just, you know, step yes. out of being. Yes, if you're, judge, if you're judging Philip Rivers against Peyton Manning. That that might not be that might not be the way to do it. But so, I don't think me, there's very many more than that, though. Mahomes, Lamar, Hurts, Burrow, Allen, to me, are givens. These are elite quarterbacks. Anybody would trade three first round picks and pay them their contracts, take them on their team, unless you already have one of them or like a young guy you think could potentially become that. Right? Um, I'm not sure I would put Allen in there, but I don't want to argue about it anymore. I'm going to stay at four guys. Yeah. Um. Wow, because I just Gosh. think he turns the ball over too much. Mine's is Mahomes, Hurts, Lamar, Burrow, Allen, and Dak. 
I would not include Dak in there, but it, I would like to see Dak play with a competent head coach one time. That's like, that that part. That would be it's, nice. Yeah, like I, I, it would be it'd be cool part. to see that to see that one time. I'm not sure that we're ever actually going to um uh going to going to get there. So I have really sidetracked us. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this no, this, this happens. happens. Uh I, I will get us through what we need to get through, I promise. Um, I am a semi-professional broadcaster after all. Um you went so, to school for it. Yeah. So uh Don says Montana was elite before Rice joined the league. That is correct. Um, I hate to say it, but he was elite at Notre Dame. Bill Walsh saw it. Montana was good at Notre Dame. He was still a third-round pick. Like, he was a bit of a steal of a pick. He was like Russell Wilson. He, so while he was good, undeniably good, he, he wasn't like all-world then. And while Montana was clearly good before Rice joined the league, they won, like the catch happened in 81. Rice came in in 85. So they won what two Super Bowls? Uh, How before do you remember got this there? stuff? Uh, a football savant. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely <laughs> definitely a savant. Um, I had a conversation but, with my oldest last night. Seriously, during the game, I have no memory of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott, you're making us look bad. We're the old guys here. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I asked him a question this morning, and it's like, yeah, we talked about that last night, and I said, huh? Before even here. No, he was here. Yeah. Anyways, Montana Montana was always a winning quarterback, but just like Brady, Brady got one Super Bowls before he got Moss and Gronk. But my, Brady was obviously at his best at his quarterback with Gronk, Moss, and then when he had Godwin and Evans. Montana was a lot better once he got Rice, even though he was still great before that. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see the reverse with Mahomes when Kelsey retires. And his top receivers are Mal Marcus Valdez, Scantling, and Scott. We're going to see Come Mahomes on, they got Rasheed Rice. He's going to be a rock star. Right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I was just uh, dismissed. <laughs> okay. Paul Paul just said Dak is black Jared Goff, which oh, might even be insulting to, to Jared Goff. Um, <sighs> Jesus, Dak, Dak's all right, man. But I would, I would like to see Dak play with a competent head coach one time because I think he's a lot better than situations he's been put in. But mm -hmm. I don't think he's elite. By any by any means. Um, then I'm just trying to think of the younger guys. Like who has the chance to move into this group? Kyler has a chance to move into this group. Um, I don't think so. No chance. No chance. Anybody no that chance. uniquely talented has a chance to move into this group. He, he is. He is. I'm not, I I can't buy that. I, can't. Um, I mean, I hope you're right because he's tied to Arizona for a while. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has a chance to move into this group, right? Yeah. Um, there's older guys who were in this group of falling out. Russ is out, of course. Rogers is out now, right? So they were older. They were in there. Now they're now they're gone. Herbert has Where a chance to move into Stafford? this group. Stafford. This will this will be a good barometer for us. Where would Stafford have fallen in this group? Because I don't think he ever fit in that group. To me, I know he no. won a Super Bowl two years ago, but I don't think no. he was ever an elite quarterback. No, but no. what's funny is that I, I think if prime Matt Stafford was playing right now, he'd be threatening that, right? But part of it, he was in there with Manning and Brady and, like, prime Rodgers. Like, he had all these other players who were obviously so much better than him. Yeah. But the quarterback position is worse now than it was a few years ago. So I think mm -hmm. prime Matt Stafford, 2012 Matt Stafford right now, is probably number six on this list. 
and higher Maybe. than that for you, Scott, because you take them over Allen. Maybe I just um, I think those are similar dudes. Like if Allen's on the player, list, Dak has to be on the list. No, no chance. No. Are chance. you kidding me? Josh you, Allen is a is a dynamic athlete with a much better arm, much better pedigree. You're too reckless, like, bro. He's too fucking reckless. He he's really always is, gonna right? ha- he's gonna have that. He's gonna Cleve, have that. You let him on him. You Cleve, let him know. Tell no, him. He, that's that's the part that Dave overlooks. The intangibles like that, bro. I don't trust him in a moment. He can't help himself sometimes, and we saw that this season earlier. Somebody sat and sat him down and talked to him because he was diving for first downs ten yards away, doing stupid shit. No, no. Okay, yeah, the well, injury last year derailed them. It well, really yeah. did. It was, the, it was the elbow, right? It was the elbow. Yeah, and and they were never, and he was never the same last year. Yeah. Dak, I don't think Dak's ever been the same since he broke his leg. Correct. And then went into training camp and hurt his shoulder, and it's just like he's never been physically the same quarterback. But it's the coaching as well, like 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 Dave said. Yeah. It's just like let's yeah. let's give him another coach and see see what that looks like. Paul Paul with the last point here, he says Favre was reckless too, and you can't deny that he was elite in his prime. That's that very true, yeah. and and the Packers lost a lot of playoff games because of his recklessness, and they went to two Super Bowls, and they went to two Super Bowls and won one because of his recklessness. Feast right? and famine, bro. Feast and famine. <laughs> yeah, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword, sort of thing. Um, so well, I mean, the last thing I'll say about Allen, and and, the, and the, I can be done is he does things that nobody else can do, and because he can, because he can, he's going to try to do those things, and yes. when they work, it's incredible. When they don't, it's bad. It's and bad, it's like, yes. that's, you know, that's the, the part fumbles for me. and the picks and it's, all those that's things. The part but... for me can you trust them in the big moment to, to, yeah. help, to, yes. to, help him, to not help himself or whatever he does? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And so anyways, the other elite quarterback is Danny Dimes. Um, <laughs> Patriots, Patriots 17 at the Dolphins 31. Uh, the Dolphins are good and the Patriots are bad. Any other thoughts? Nope. No. Okay. No. Saints up. My pen broke. Saints 38 at the Colts 17. Wild game. The Saints are a threat or even likely to win the NFC South since Atlanta has a smooth brain coach. Any other thoughts? Nope. Did you, did you say who has a smooth brain coach? Atlanta. That might be the, the most hurtful way to describe a person's intelligence in the history <laughs> of the world. If you just keep doing that, you're going to be like a YouTube sensation. <laughs> you are calling, call, calling the heir to the to the FedEx fortune a smooth brain. They should they should <laughs> wonderlick test him every fucking week. Every week, a new a new wonderlick test. No, every no, week. again, again, his dad founded <laughs> FedEx. He'll get a 48 on the wonderlick, right? Rich people test well on standardized tests by and large, right? It's not, he's I not, wonder why. Right. He, he's not <laughs> lacking for knowledge. He can coordinate a run game. He's lacking for critical thinking. Yeah. Which the Wonderlick doesn't test for. Trust me, I took it. It doesn't. It doesn't test for critical thinking. Um, I got a forty-one, by the way. I'm just saying. Um, is that janitor? Like, I don't know where. Where is that it's, in? There? No, it's it's out of fifty, asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, wow. Uh, your boy Lamar got like a fucking four or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he wrote his name and and uh, yeah, that was uh, it. That was one it. of the digits of his phone number down, and he was good. I'm out. <laughs> Fucking yes. four, yes, but that's because okay. There I'm, you go. I'm the child of 
two pharmacists from a suburb in Michigan and Lamar Jackson was going through whatever Lamar had to go through to make it to where he's at. So I'll, t- I'll take Lamar's life experience over my 41 of the wonder, like any day um, crayon. as far as like developing into, you know, stuff. Um, Texans 13 at the Panthers 15. Believe it or not, I actually do have a couple thoughts on this game. First is that this was a huge letdown for the Texans, especially CJ Stroud, who I'm sure wanted to show out against the Panthers, the team that took Bryce Young over him first overall, and to score only 13 points against the worst team in the league coming out of your bye is atrocious. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's that's really bad. Um, that's that's like what we thought Houston would be coming into the year, not what they've shown us so far. Yeah. Um, uh, and the Panthers got the first win, so there are no more winless teams. Good for them. Bryce Young looked yep. good. Yeah, for scoring 15 points in a game against the team that picked second overall last year, he looked great. Yeah. Um, he looked like I really, he was I, physically capable of playing in the Don NFL. Taking, Don taking a shot at Jim Kelly and Marino. They both scored a 15 on the test. Um. Okay, so Eli Marino Manny scored a 48. Eli Manning yeah. had a 48. Um, Marino Kelly. Okay. So first, okay. I, I'm sorry. This is another aside. I want to make this point clear for the listeners. The Wonderlick test itself is a test of critical thinking. The yes. questions are not. So the way it starts is that the questions it's one through 50 and they get progressively more difficult as you go. So the trick to the test is to do it backwards. Right, and skip anything you can't immediately answer. Yeah. Because you don't know the category of the difficult questions that comes up. So if all you do is take the test backwards, you'll do better than if you take it forwards. So if Dan Marino got a 15, but he took it forwards, he probably got like a 29 if he had just done it the other way. Right. And so that's actually the 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 trick to to taking the wonder lick. And I think that got out there. So it was no longer effective. That's how they switched to this thing that apparently CJ Stroud bombed, but now he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, <laughs> and it was, yeah, I don't want to make it sound like, Oh my God, I'm some sort of Mensa guy. Cause I got a 41. That's not the case. I'm just saying that like, I knew the trick before I took it. Um, Browns 20 at the Seahawks 24. No Deshaun Watson again. Weird game. The Browns led most of the way, but can never put the Seahawks away. Jackson Smith and Jigba touchdown with 20 seconds left for the win. The Seahawks now lead the NFC West at 6-2. and two. And that is because okay. Bengals 31 at the 49ers 17. Cleve, your Bengals are here. Tom Burrow show would fuck up. Cav must be feeling good. <laughs> it, it is, because you can see the way he's moving. Uh, there yeah, was a play in the game where he did like a crossover type of a dribble move on, on a couple of defenders and escaped them. And it was just like, yeah, he's feeling pretty good. Yeah. He yeah, throws good. around point. Um, this was three straight losses for the 49ers. They had bad defensive performances in all three. So go out and get Chase Young. Got to try to do, got to try to do something to help but, that out. I mean, the fucking kicker for the first, the first of those three, the kicker let them down. Um, but you're right. The defense needs to show the fuck up. And I guess that's why the trade, the uh, Chase Young yep. thing makes some sense. Yep. Um, uh, Watson and Lee? No. 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 Although no. he would have been in this conversation and played his way out of it. Right. Yes. We, he, his last year in Houston would have been like, yeah, he's he's elite, but he's is obviously no longer no longer elite. Yeah. At, at, at a point, 
four years ago or so, three or four years into his NFL career, yeah, you would you would have viewed him as becoming an elite quarterback. Yes. Yeah, three or four years ago, it was yeah. Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Mitch Trubisky. <clears throat> Anyways, um, <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> Mitch. Um, so the the Bengals actually play the Bills this week. It's gonna be so a good one. That should be, be a, a very game. a very good game to see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's this week. I've been looking at too many schedules coming up. We'll confirm that here in a couple minutes. Um, most shocking result of the day: Chiefs nine and the Broncos twenty four. Um, personally, I don't think there's too much to say about this besides the fact I cannot believe that team that gave up seventy to the Dolphins only let the Chiefs score nine. <laughs> Um, did you guys see? Did you guys see that they played the Taylor Swift song? That's my last note here. The best part of this <sighs> game is that as soon up. as it went final, the stadium Endeavor started playing "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. That was fucked up. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was that was really cool. Um, and Mahomes had the flu. Yeah, yeah, which, didn't have which a good I'm flu sure game. didn't help. Um. See, every once in a while, you're gonna lose games that you shouldn't lose. You know, yeah, it's just how it goes. Yeah. And uh, we have a listener, uh, my boy Tony, who's a massive Chiefs fan, has been for 30 years now. And, you know, he usually, like, he really doesn't like whenever the Chiefs lose, especially now because they're so good. But I was talking to him offline, and I was like, this is not this is not a game to worry about. Um, not a like, flu? Yeah, come on. Yeah, and like, it, it, I mean, it's a bad loss, but it's not. The Chiefs have earned the right to drop two games a year they shouldn't and we know they're yeah. going to be fine yeah was that game in, right was that game in mile high yeah no the chiefs wouldn't have trolled themselves like that yeah no 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 was, no meaning like i'm I'm just I'm, I'm imagining just having a back hole not the flu and having to play a football game in in denver that oh that yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that yeah. had to suck bad i mean the fact that he was even out there yeah kudos for that shit seriously yeah um so yeah Chiefs, remember, this is the week. The Sunday morning game is a game to watch. It's Chiefs-Dolphins, 9.30 Sunday morning. Be up. Is You're this, ready. Is this is Germany, or? Germany? Germany. Yeah. yeah. Germany. So you hear that, Don? 6.30 in the morning, Sunday, up watching football. All right. Oh, why is brutal for him? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to get like another three yep. hours before us. Whew. Yeah. Uh, That's Jake brutal. is not in the chat tonight. I assume he's out trick-or-treating. Taking his kids trick or treating, to be fair, um, but uh, brutal for him too. Out in LA, having to get up at uh, six thirty. Ravens thirty one at the Cardinals twenty four. After the game, Cardinals head coach Joe Gannon said that Dobbs will start in Week nine, and then Dobbs got traded to Minnesota. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and that Kyler won't come back until Week ten. So that means that Kyler Murray's first game will be two days after the drop of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. They're gonna, they're gonna, he, he, he can't leave the house. They're going to take all the TVs out of his house. I don't know who they're playing that week, but I'm taking Under that guard. You thought Mahomes right. the flu was a problem. I want some of that Tyler will have not slept for 72 hours. He will have 300 ounces of Mountain Dew coursing through his system <laughs> and like four large Domino's pizzas. Well, you said week we 10? Go. Week 10. The week the Lions played the Chargers. 
Okay, so week 10, you get Atlanta at Arizona. Yeah, Bijan Robinson, 400 yards. AJ Terrell, seven <laughs> interceptions. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's their plan. It's a roll him out there right after the new edition of his favorite <laughs> game. You know, I used to call out of work the day after the new NCAA football game came out because I just knew. Yeah, we all like, we I, all did stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm like, uh, like I just know I'm gonna be up all night playing this game. I can't exactly. And we know Kyler's not gonna skip the game. <laughs> it's his new. He's like 25. There's no yeah. chance, right? <laughs> maybe like maybe an old dude, Drew Brees, could skip the game. Kyler ain't skipping the game. Um, Bears 13 at the Chargers 30. Vellis Jones might be the worst player in the league. Did you guys see this play? No, what's the play? Okay. So keep in mind that uh, Tyson Bagent is starting for the Bears, right? On the road, NLA. Um, Vellis Jones, who is in his second year in the league and is 37 years old, beat his guy on a nine route down into the end zone. Safety couldn't get over in time. We got like a 55-yard touchdown incoming. All he has to do is run under the ball. He trips over his own feet, falls flat on his back like Kevin Hart make in front of Shaq, and then the ball hits him right in the chest, and he like bobbles it and loses it for no touchdown. All you do is just smoothly run under and catch it. Bajit laid it out there. Perfect, right for him. So he's in his second year in the league. He is actually the same age as DJ Moore, to give you an idea of how old he is. Yeah. All he can do is run fast. He can't catch. Like, what are we doing here? Um, He's Featherstone from um, Necessary Roughness. You don't know who sure. that is? I don't. Oh, my God. Scott, would you educate this man? I, you guys have I, never I, seen I, Necessary Roughness? Either one of no. you? You're gonna no. have to explain it to me. So, well, I can well to be to be fair, I was like eight when it came out, and I just I, mean, I got around to it. So I've Scott, seen it. Scott Back, but, Scott Bakula play, but uh, forgot the guy. The guy that plays Alvin Mack in the program is the receiver Featherstone. He just runs fast, but his hands are bricks. Oh my god! Couple things. Couple I know, things. okay. I know who you're talking. Yes, I got you. Couple <laughs> things. I've never seen the program. Oh um, my! All right, Dave. I'm, I, but but I know, but I know, but I know who Alvin Mack is. <laughs> We lost Khalif. I know. <laughs> is I, he done? I know. I, I know who Alvin <laughs> Mack is from uh from social media. I actually don't know who Scott Bakula is. I I don't I don't have I don't have any clue oh, who that is. Wow. Okay. But the way All you right, said so it was like he's the quarterback. But the way you said it was like <laughs> this is like an actor who I should know or something. I'm telling you, I, I've never even heard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he was he was popular in the in the 80s and, and early 90s. Well, so were a lot of people I know. I, I'm just saying, I've just never heard of the Scott Bakula person, whoever that, yeah, whoever but you, that is. You just said that Megan just saw a movie last week um, for the first time. I forgot what you said, what movie it was. You you made her watch something like uh, two weeks ago, whatever. Uh, uh, it was Roadhouse. Yeah, oh Roadhouse. I didn't make her watch it. We were looking for something to watch, and it was on, and I was it was about to come on, and I was like, yes. she literally just opened the door and said, did you say Roadhouse? <laughs> is, is she in for round two? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that came up on the show last week, Megan. How much you love Roadhouse. Anyways, um yeah, she kept running into the room to say, Did you say Roadhouse? Um 
Uh, but I didn't make her watch Roadhouse. It was just coming out. I was like, hey, we should check this out. And then she ended up she ended up loving it. Um, yeah, I got no other thoughts on this game. The Chargers beat the shit out of the Bears like they're supposed to at home. Anything else on this one? No. All right. Um, last game, Raiders 14 at the Lions 26. I am actually frustrated coming out of this game. I'm happy the Lions won, right? I'm not going to take Lions wins for granted because, like, it's the yeah. Lions. Yeah. Um, but this game felt like it should have been 94 to nothing Detroit. The, yeah. The rest and, definitely slowed the action down a bit. <laughs> and Devontae Adams had 60 yard, a 60 yard and a 98 yard touchdown just thrown 10 yards over his head by Jimmy G. I mean, yeah, wide Jim, open. Jim Sutton had a bad day yesterday because he couldn't stay with him. He just couldn't. Yes. And so as I watched this game, like from a prognosticating the future standpoint, obviously it's better than getting hammered uh, 38 to six by the Ravens. Yeah. But it didn't give me as much encouragement as I was hoping for against an overmatched team. I was like, they're making silly mistakes. They're on bad pick sixes. The red zone play calling is a disaster. Like, so this is how I normally feel about Michigan when they don't play up to snuff against great competition. So I'm happy to feel that way about the Lions now. But Scott, I don't know if you need to talk me off the ledge or what, but I did not come out of this game feeling like, okay, the Lions are a Super Bowl contender again. Well, I think there's context. So the context is you didn't have your starting left guard, center, or right guard in the game. You you just didn't. They they didn't play. Um you know, uh, Amon Ra was sick. You're out. You're without Montgomery. Gibbs looked awesome in this game, but clearly, you know, they were they didn't finish in the red zone the way they would have wanted to. But you know, how much is of that is a function of what they were missing on their offensive line? You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot of things that you could point to. But I'm with you. It didn't feel like a super polished performance. It it seemed like even some of their play calls were were unnecessarily. Hey, we're gonna run a uh, a reverse, and we're not gonna block Max Crosby. We're gonna run it right at him. Oh, cool! How's that gonna go? Yeah, you know, we saw that. Yeah, so it's like you know, it it's How- it did not feel like the kind of game where you would get warm fuzzy feelings about it. But I didn't expect it either, with with all the pieces they were missing. <laughs> ben How says come- we beat the I'm- spread. Stop whining. How come there wasn't how? If, and I might be wrong about the stat. Like, 2016 was the last time you guys had a game, a Monday night game. Hosted. 2018. It was Sam Donald's first first game. Remember, he threw the pick six to start the oh, game. Oh, the pick six, yeah. His <laughs> first ever throw. And then yeah. everybody thought, oh, Patricia's in town, and the the Patriot, uh, the Patriot way is going to work great. And then I think Darnold went for, what did he throw, five touchdowns that night? Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. And he looked, they looked good after that. So, I right, getting a win is good, but the Raiders are overmatched. They're in Detroit. It's Monday night. I wanted to see the Lions actually kick the shit out of this team because they it's it's it within the reasonable expectations. And on the one hand, they kind of did. Devontae Adams one catch for eleven yards. Jacoby Myers one catch for nineteen yards. But we saw the miss Devontae wide open for touchdowns at like. 
it's Jimmy G. Jimmy G yeah. lost the Super Bowl missing that throw. We're not going to see other quarterbacks miss throws like that, especially in the playoffs. And so that's why for me as a Lions fan, obviously glad to get the win, 6-2, and going to win the division. But as far as like building towards actually trying to do something that this franchise has never done before, I didn't quite see it in this one. Yeah, and I didn't either. But again, you're missing huge parts up front on offense. I didn't think that they would play well on offense. I thought it would be very disjointed at times. Uh, I thought Gibbs looked great running the ball, both Mm -hmm. in space and between the tackles. Um, Amon Ra continues to do his thing. But outside of that, he's he's dope. He's dope, bro. And Laporta is pretty ridiculous, too. But yeah. yeah, it just it didn't feel like a performance that you thought would give you any any uh, great vibes going forward. But you know they is, were missing some that, important stuff. Is that why uh, uh, Crosby had that many tackles, or is it because that that side the protection on that side broke down? No, they ran at him like every play. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, they were like, "Where's the best defender? We're going at him." And yeah. he was awesome. I mean, he played great. It's yeah, just, yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, there's a. They it was a weird game. I that, that's you know, best way you could describe it. Gibbs had a great game production wise. Yeah, and all that stuff, but you know, not uh, a great. I, I also like the celebration of him just jumping clear into the stands, <laughs> yes. like completely in the crowd with everybody else. That was, that was really cool. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, okay. Uh, the Raiders are terrible. I don't know how McDaniel's isn't fired yet, but. Whatever. Um, and they did not trade Devontae Adams. He is just stuck there for the rest of the season, apparently. All right. So as we do every week, right before we get out of here, I do want to look at the schedule next week uh, briefly. Cleave, the Thursday night game. Get ready. Titans at Steelers. Hard pass. Will Levis. Will Levis versus Mitch Trubisky. Can you feel the excitement? Now, this one will be interesting because he will get pressured in this game. Yes. He's going to have to deal with TJ Watt and uh, – Alex Highsmith for sure. Yeah. As oh, we wow. mentioned, as we mentioned, Sunday morning at nine at nine thirty, Dolphins and Chiefs in Germany. I don't, I don't even know if I can make that, bro. You're gonna be up for it. Chiefs Dolphins. <laughs> Chiefs Dolphins. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's an AFC. That's an AFC championship. That game. That game should be in America. That game should be in the. I don't even. I don't know why that game's like that particular game. That the the Tyree come home game. Seriously. Yeah, you know so what? Who, yeah, who you're, the, you're right. That's who gets said, the home it, game? Let's just let's just flip it now. Send the Titans and the Steelers to Germany on yes. short notice. Yes, go the fuck out there, man. Get, <laughs> give us our give us good football, bro. Like seriously, that's it. Makes no sense why they why they that game wasn't. That's crazy, bro. I mean, that game should be – it's a home game for the Chiefs. That game really should be in Kansas City with Tyreek coming back. Um, okay, 1 o'clock games on Sunday. Vikings at Falcons. Absolutely. Who's going to win? Jared Hall or Arthur Smith? Arthur Answers Smith. we all lose. <laughs> yeah. um, Bears at Saints. Jesus Christ. Um, Rams <laughs> at Packers. Jesus Christ. Commanders <laughs> at Patriots. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um <laughs> Here we go. Seahawks oh at Ravens. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Seahawks at Ravens. Okay. Okay. Finally, um, something. Something. Yeah. That should be. That should be a, a fun game right there. Right there as well. 
next game is not good teams, but it could be a good game. Bucks at Texans. Yep. That that could that could be a really really fun game that doesn't matter, but it could be a good one. Um, I'm running out of toilet paper, Dave. I'm running out of toilet Cardinals, paper. Cardinals wiping my ass. Car- trying to get something. Cardinals at Browns. God, bro, it's a bye week for us. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we get Kyler and Watson back this week, maybe there could be something there. Jesus, Although if, if I'm Arizona, I'm not bringing Kyler Murray back against Miles Garrett. No, no, um, no, no. Uh, another game that's bad teams could be fun. Colts at Panthers. Yep. Would be really fun if Richardson were playing because he'd have the same thing as Stroud, the I should have been the first overall pick thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, come on. Giants at Raiders. Oh, yeah, that's my awful. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, it's like two games that out of what you just named rattled off. It's like two games I want to see. Yeah. This, and, is, a and red, this is a red zone week. Yeah, and some of these games will like be will be like accidentally entertaining, but come on. Okay, then Cowboys at Eagles. Yep, okay. That's a good so that's one. Good. Sunday night, Bills at Bengals. Okay. Good game. That'd yeah. be a great game. Yep. And then Monday night, Chargers at the Jets, Cleve. Yeah. Hopefully, I hopefully we'll have something to talk about on uh <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah, that's that'll be interesting. But the way it's spread out is that we do actually have one good game in every window on Sunday. 9 30 in the morning, Dolphins and Chiefs, one o'clock Seahawks, Ravens, 425, Cowboys, Eagles, Sunday night, Bills, Bengals. So there will at least be a good game happening for like 13 straight hours that, that yeah. day. Yep. Um so uh, <laughs> Ben, it really is a bye week. Take the whole goddamn thing off. Don, great matchup. I said that. Um, yeah. So, all right. Uh, this is political football, part of the Mad Ass Media Network. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, I'll mention it again. If you're listening on, on uh, audio, thank you. It's also a YouTube live stream. There's a link in the show notes. Subscribe, get notified when we go live. If you're watching now, thank you so much. The chat makes the show so much better. Please like the video. That does help us. Um, in in the algorithm, Cleve, do you have any final words? Nah, um, it's good to have you. Good to have you back, Scott. I love I love a three man wolf. See you guys. Lots going on in the world. It's be it's cool to hanging out with with, with, with friends. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, agree. All right, right. we'll see everybody next uh next Tuesday night to talk about the Giants and the Raiders. Peace. Hey.